Here we are back for another episode of The Marshall View, where we're going to be interviewing Kathy and Mick Dickinson today um, about their journey in martial arts, um, which is quite a varied one and a good history as well. So it'll be really interesting to chat to these guys. So thanks, guys. How are you both doing? Good. Really good. We're fine. Fantastic. Cool. So we've got a two for one special interviewing you both today then. Um, so <laughs> let's start off just the most basic. How did you get started in martial arts? Uh, well, uh, I was one uh, of a big family and I think Dad took us all, I had five brothers and me, and I think he took us all probably, we were always scrapping anyway, but for a bit of discipline and to let us let some steam off. Sure. Uh, so I started mm, 45 years ago wow. in uh, Shotokan Karate. Okay, yeah, perfect. How old were you then? I would be about, I'm trying to remember because we used to change the paper in the license every year. Sure. And the last one I've got was in 76, but I think I was about 16 when I first started. Okay, yeah, perfect. Cool. What about you, Mick? Uh, I was about 25 or 6 when I started. Probably okay, quite a late, so late start. Really late starter then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was old. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think with the usual, you know, you watch the Bruce Lee films, yeah. and uh, and I remember we were in a sat in a <clears throat> a pub in Cornwall, and these these fights kicked off, and I thought, you know, wouldn't it be really cool to really give these people a good hiding <laughs> and look good while doing it? <laughs> and uh, and uh, so as we came back from that holiday, in the paper that week was this advertisement for a beginner's course in karate, and I thought. That was it and that was how i started perfect fantastic and what year was that then was that around what it would be about 85 or 6 that okay a little bit later then so it's interesting you both started with karate then do you think that was just because it was what what was mainly available at the time it was one of the most yeah. popular at that yeah time. there was nothing else at that time there was cool. nothing else in the area only karate so yeah cool and how long did you still on years, really yeah <laughs> how long did you carry on with the karate then kathy um, well, I was nursing, so okay. back in the day, um, it was with um, Liverpool Red Triangle, where our, our son says, uh, <clears throat> and you had to train three times a week just right. to maintain, really. And because I then went to become a student nurse, I couldn't, because of my shifts, I couldn't train three times a week. Um, I did the best I could, but you couldn't really progress in your belt. Sure. So, uh, and then I got married and had children, so that put the guy bosh on things. That's mixed fault uh, then. then. No, no, it wasn't actually. That was a different marriage. Oh, okay, cool, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not me. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, um, probably uh, got going in karate and probably did that a year or two, and then we moved on to. I didn't move on. I, I, in line with it, I did jujitsu as well. Okay. Our instructor also did jujitsu, so we did both together, and that ran along. And we still, we still do it really. We still do both of them really. So you found they kind of complemented each other quite well. I, I thought they did. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, so we did those quite, you know, quite. Well, still are doing them. Um, but as we as we progressed in that, I think we, we found part way along that. We wanted something for ourselves. We were teaching the jujitsu and teaching the 
karate to to a students. Yeah. But we were sort of always looking for something for ourselves. For ourselves. So we, we started and learned kung fu as well then. Okay. Wow. Well. We met these we met these guys through a competition, but um, we we started. So we did the kung fu and we graded up through that. And, and kickboxing and kickboxing with okay. Sean Vieira and people like that, um, and then that sort of came to to an end. The kung fu, yeah, <laughs> that's another story. That one, yes, that was <laughs> why that ended. Yeah. But, uh, um, yes, um, but um, so we we did that. Um, uh, and, and we still are doing the the jujitsu, like I say, and. Uh, but we've always kept, we've always, you know, you should look everywhere to, to keep training. You don't yeah. know what you want to do. It's, it's yeah. a continual journey into it, certainly is to me. Definitely. Yeah. I've, I've gone from a very traditional, harsh background, really, you know, uh, right through now to Russ's Mean Street. Sure. And, and that is very much a change, even though we do carry on the tradition yeah. basics there. Um, and that's where I found that's where I want to be, absolutely, yeah. and possibly you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we started doing the traditional like like everybody, um, but as we went along, we sort of sort of not discovered this, but uh, we found that it didn't just work on the streets the same, didn't the tradition, the way we were taught it. I'm not saying yeah. traditional doesn't work, but the way we were taught it, and I'm sure a lot of people. Yeah. We've taught that traditional block and punch, and, and it didn't really work on, on the streets. Yeah. Um, and that was really why, why we did it, well, why I did it anyway, was for it to work in a real, in a real situation. So we, we started to look around for, you know, well, we'd finished the, the secret to, uh, to martial arts. We'd finished yeah. the competitions. It, it, it served a very good purpose. A very good purpose and I'll never turn my back on tradition we still sure. employ it now but we've done the competitions uh, we've done the cutters and we've done very well there but there was still something missing yeah and so, um, so we, we we answered every advert and we went to every seminar several seminars sure. and um, and enjoyed all of them yeah uh, and then uh, about five years ago I contacted Russ yeah which is the, the organisation we're with now. Yeah, and uh, luckily, he said we could come along and train with us. Perfect. And we did. And as you know, it's, it's, uh, it's good stuff. So that's <laughs> good stuff, yeah, cool. However, saying that, through him, we've also met some fantastic other yeah. um, teachers as well. And we've trained with all of them. Yeah. And, um, and we always will. Yeah. You know, you keep looking around, don't you? And you keep, you have to because through time things alter and your your strength and your capabilities alter. So it's always good to keep trying something else. I think anyway. Definitely, yeah, yeah, fantastic. What about um, you two meeting then? Did you meet through martial arts, or did you both happen to do martial arts yeah. and then you met? Or my original club was in Preston, uh, yeah. and I used to live in Preston when I was a, a nurse. Uh, then I got married, and when we and then I had children both within like a year of each other. Um, and then about three years after that, a friend of mine that lived across the road said, oh God, you know, I feel so unfit. I want to do some training again. Well, my other club was in Preston. Um, and we heard there was one in Garston. So Joanne said, well, will you come with me? Because I don't know what I'm doing. So I said, yeah, sure I will. 
Um, and he was already there at this club. Okay. Yeah. In fact, me and my husband at the time both trained there for a couple of years, didn't we? Really? Yeah, probably. Um, and then, and we broke up, and he moved on, and um, and we just carried on. We did a lot of competitions together. We did a lot of travelling around, a lot of seminars together. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was the catalyst, really, wasn't it? Mm. Cool. Let's talk about the competition side a little bit then. So you both competed. Was this in um, like karate? Is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The traditional, traditional and, karate and, uh, katas and, yeah. and traditional fighting. Okay. And um, what we call like a uh, Goshen Budo, we call it in, the, in where we used to go. It's like a, a demonstration. Yeah. You do five defenses, five attacks. It's, 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 it's a demo, really. But, sure. and it involves but it's like a competition, and you, you get up and you do blocks, strikes, throws, takedowns, and finishing. And then, but it is very traditional. You start on the mat in a certain way, facing each other, yeah. do the techniques, and you end facing, and you bow in and you bow out. It's yeah. still traditional. Um, and the cutters, of course. Yeah, and, uh, and weapons cutters occasionally. Yeah, and you and you enjoy being on the circuit then, doing the competition. Yes, yes absolutely. Was yeah. there a particular yeah. aspect you liked more? Did you like the cutter more? Did you like the the choreography or the the demos? Did you like the fighting side of it or the sparring? The sparring and the uh, for me, I, I did enjoy the cutter, mm -hmm. uh, but I, I prefer the contact. So. Yeah. Um, for me, the sparring, um, and we also joined. We we also met some great people through the freestyle, and, and we got a bit more freestyle as well, and did some of, of those circuits. But we were getting older then, yeah. Um, and I enjoyed that as well. Yeah, originally we were like let's say the traditional sort of more well, traditional style competitions, and then we we moved across slightly to the the wacko competitions. Okay, yeah. Uh, and around then was like um, Sean Vieira, Nikos uh, Memos, all those guys. So we trained with some of those. So we did a few sort of European and world sort of competitions in the WACO ones as well, which again are, are very much different from traditional yeah, ones. Yeah. Very but uh, you know, we tried to adapt to it slightly. So. It was really but it was okay. It was good. Good, yeah. Okay. Uh, we've got a couple of questions then. So Rob's asked um, for kind of both of you then. Is there any competition fight that kind of stands out for you both or um, that, that really solidifies in your memory as either something really good or something really bad? Um, for me, yeah, uh, for me, uh, definitely. Um, it was 1990 in Scotland in a <laughs> traditional uh, karate competition. Okay. And, and I got to the final against uh, a guy called Gary Nellis, who for me, he was probably one of the best fighters I've come across. He was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's died, unfortunately. He's been dead a few years now. Um, but um, as I started doing the traditional competitions, he was a black belt when I started doing it. And he, we always used to, he was fantastic. We used to watch him and he was great. We couldn't, nobody could beat him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and this particular competition, I've been probably trained about four or five years at this point. And I met him in the final. I'd never beaten him before. And this was the final of, of the competition. And I fought and I beat him. Nice. And, that, and that was the first competition I ever won. And it was against him. So that made it even more memorable for me. And we were great friends after that as well. Amazing. Yeah, cool story, definitely. What about you, Cathy? Uh, Is there any particular one that stands out? or? 
again another link with gary so you yeah. used to have team fights and back in the day you'd have one you tried to have one female on the team but they, they stopped it since then but anyway so we had our team the garstang team but they had enough they didn't need me so they chose paul this other guy over me and gary the scottish team were one short so they said will you come and scrap on our team and so i was like yeah okay then <laughs> and we ended up in the final against Garston. against, against we, my own team we had never We'd never beaten the Scottish team ever. They won us every time. And this particular fight, we, we were winning. We, we were leading it. Until uh, it was one fight left. Me? And it was Cathy against <laughs> one of our guys. <laughs> okay, wow. All dependent on the last fight and guess who won it. Hey, yeah. <laughs> so there was a lot of jit going on, a lot yeah. of laughter. And, uh, so Cathy walked home. <laughs> <laughs> so that was only because it was good fun it sure. was good fun but I, i've enjoyed all the competitive side loved it always have why did you stop was there a reason was it just time was it because we were well, about I, got, I i stopped the last my last fight uh, in competition was five years ago okay uh and that Mr. was in yeah, Crystal Palace in the Tiger World Championships, mm -hmm. um, and that was my last fight. And that um, that was um, traditional again, um, and we won that. Yeah, we did. And um, and haven't been since. But I think the the reason we haven't been back since was really because it was at the time we started doing the mean streets. Sure. Uh, and that was every. That's every every month or so we go to train there, and they always seem to coincide. Um, and I'd rather do that now than come. I think my competing days are over at fifty six. Sorry, just let me shut so, this. Door. Uh, yeah, no worries. So, uh, so that was uh, that was uh, the end of that. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, not us, but many people still competing at fifty six, really. So. No, that's where it's going. Yeah, even though I'm, I'm sixty now, so I mean, I guess. Well over now, but yeah, I'm still, still sparring things, you know. Yeah, yeah. This is actually one of the questions that Russ has asked. Um, so he said, "Have your reasons for training changed over the years that you've been doing it?" Like you both said that you've you've been kind of training what for forty five, kind of forty thirty, you know, a long time now. Has it changed from when you first started to now? Have your reasons changed? I think the reasons still the same. I think I did it for self defence, mm -hmm. and I still do do it. For, for self-defense yeah um but originally i guess i did it for myself okay whereas now i do it more for my students now i want sure. i want them to be safe when they go out on the streets so, you know i do it so i still train with whoever we see whoever comes along but it's done at mainly russell but um yeah it's more for students rather than my personal gain now cool what oh, about you kathy for me, <clears throat> uh, originally, originally, of course, it was to let off some steam and learn to fight, and that's that's still what I love. I yep. still love getting down and having a bit of fun. But also my mental health as well. Um, you know, in my job, there's a lot of pressure in things. Whereas when you're in your teens, you don't care. Okay, you're just there to to scrap, aren't you? Now it sorts my head out, and it's good exercise. It keeps us fit. And, and that's the main thing, really. That's that's what we're proud of. 
more than anything because I'd like to think I'm still as strong as fit and people would argue that but I would argue that back as I was in my teens sure. you know I'm still fighting the same I'm still doing the same exercises we're still taking on the same adventures and things yeah so keep our fitness up and keep our heads straight as well perfect just following on from that then so um you did your charity boxing match recently yeah when was that was that last year oh, it was uh, a couple of years one and a half year. years ago it was yeah year, year and a half ago yeah so what age were you then if you don't mind me 60. 60 yeah so what what kind of inspired you to to do your charity boxing match at 60 then well well number one why wouldn't you but mm -hmm. um because our friend tony pillage who, who i believe you know at the time he was ill he was a good friend and lots of people were doing different things so um, as we were, we became training for the white collar boxing. Uh, for me, it was to raise money for Tony because he was still alive, and I told him I would. And at yeah. the time, he said he'd become fit and watching me. Uh, but also, it was another challenge because it was totally the opposite of how I've trained. You know, punching from the hip and, and kicking and grappling mm. and choking. And of course, you can't do any of that. Yeah. So uh, it was a total different challenge on raising money. So and to keep fit. So Perfect, yeah. why not? Excellent. Yeah, good. No, good for you. Brilliant. Um, let's talk about the Mean Streets then. So that's obviously the association that you're 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 twinned with now. You're teaching under Russ. Um, what was it about Russ then that kind of made you go more towards him when you've been training with other people? You've done seminars before. You've got a good history in in traditional arts and jujitsu and stuff. <coughs> For for me, yeah. Um, I mean, you, you know, you go to been to lots of seminars with Jeff Thompson, Peter Constantine, all these sort yep. of people, um, and they and they all show you lots of sort of techniques and um, you know thing. You do this, you do that. But for me, when we went to, to Russell, although he showed us techniques, he, he was giving us that mental side of the. Yeah of the fight, what you needed to do, what you needed to say, where you needed to be, what happened in these situations, how to do what to do if it went wrong. Whether everybody else just showed you a technique, that's it. He will show you the technique and then he'll follow it up with if it goes wrong, this is what we do. if it goes wrong, this is what we do. Yeah. And we never had anything like that before. Yeah. Um <clears throat> so that that for us that was the, the game changer for us. Well for me. No, and also it he's true to the streets, you know. I think he upsets <coughs> a lot of people, and, and you've been to his seminars, because mm. he says it as it is. Yeah, yeah. For me, personally, as well, there's none of this, um, well, you're a big bloke, so you go there, and you're a little girl, so I want you to try this. Sure. None of that, you know. I, I've said, well, I can't reach that. Well, then do that. He will, you don't sit out of it. You you carry on scrapping with the best of them, but he exactly. shows you yeah. what adapt it yes he does and you know you don't get special treatment yeah. he, he just tells you as it is and if you say well i can't I, I can't do that he will give you something else to do he will adapt it whereas in a lot of tradition a blocks are blocks they don't they don't say well i know but if you're six foot there's no point doing the nagiyuki because you still won't block it yeah. that was the bit that worked for us there's always a way to make it work Perfect. Uh, yeah, yeah excellent and then you decided to become instructors under the mean street system um, so how long did that take? What was the process like? Any ups, um, any downs at that point? 
Uh, no, there's never any never downs, downs unless you got knocked down, of course. <laughs> <laughs> lots of that. Yeah. Plenty of that. Um, yeah, lots of fighting, yeah. uh, lots of getting in the cage, trying to get people out of that cage. Yeah. Um, it took us about four or five years to get with the Scottish Black Belts with him. Yeah. Um, about five years. You know, there's none of this walking in, <coughs> man, we never did in any of our styles. With every style, we, we started from scratch from white belt in whatever we trained in and worked all the way up which is the way I believe you should don't do it. None of this, oh, you're a black belt in that. Oh, you can join in and be a black belt in this. When we went to Russ's, obviously you start from scratch. He doesn't, you know, he sees you as you are, not what belt you wear. In fact, we don't yeah. wear belt in Russ's. Yeah, yeah. Um, But he, he, he teaches your mind. He tries to see how far you can take, which is, I love that kind of thing. Um, and he supports you, it's, it's not all, stressful it's good fun you have a damn good workout um, and we're not certainly never got bored of it have we no 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 and good since we started, since we've started teaching it you know our, our students love it as well and it's made a huge difference to some of yeah. our students and, and uh, um duncan uh andrews that does all the sort of um law side of thing that's really good and we've had david hydra jimmy kelly yeah. trevor roberts yeah. ian bromley all these guys people would never Caldwell. have had the chance to train yeah some really high caliber guys there, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah so you know we've trained with all those guys now they all teach us something that's we've been really lucky yeah really good yeah really good perfect and you obviously pass that down then then to your students um so yeah. what made you guys decide to teach did you did you originally start teaching together did you teach separately um how did it work uh the guy that um the guy that ran the club originally my original instructor he just decided to um to pick up his flute and go wandering around the world right okay and and, and off he went <laughs> okay um, so it was a case of well either you take it on or or it dies so right Right, well, well, we'll take it on. Crack so, on then, yeah. There some that was some students, wasn't um, Yeah, there, no, all the still. students wanted to carry on, so we just carried on. Amazing, yeah, good. Fantastic. Yeah, so that's how we came to it. So the club's been going to the longer than, than I have, really. Yeah. And how do you class your teaching style then? Do you think you're quite strict teachers? Do you relaxed? Um, what do you think, think makes were, a good teacher? I think we were strict originally in the traditional, in the traditional side of things, um, but not so well. much now. Um, we try to sort of tailor it individually to people now, like like as when you're at Russell's, you know, we we don't say right, this is what everybody has to do. This is you, you all punch exactly like this. You all block because everybody's different. You know, there's never two people can do the same thing exact, and, yeah, sure. and so we try to tailor things to that each individual as they come along and tell us they can't do something well do it like this you know we'll show them techniques but we'll let them adapt it to their to their sort of physical capabilities we still do the basics and we still do the cutters uh, and techniques and in that yes we're strict because there's there's certain way to do it and present it and the bowing and everything else we still carry that on um but like i said yes we adapt it to the ind individual however when they're fighting you've obviously got to keep it you know it's it's harsh stuff you've got to be there you've got to be present and keeping an eye on things and they've got to know to stop especially the younger ones uh, the yeah. highly spirited people shall we say you've got to <laughs> yeah. be there keeping an eye on them making sure it doesn't get carried away nobody's getting hurt i'm not talking about punks and groups 
cruises but obviously we're still strict on when we say stop you stop yeah. and, and you know when we're talking you listen there's no there's no running around while we're teaching things but yes it's a very soft diversion from the old traditional way that we used I think to you do. have to know your students yeah and what they're capable of and what they're not um we've over the years we've had quite a few uh, people come who've been sort of um with various disabilities should we say okay. uh, and one uh, and one particular lad he used to come and um his carer came with him he was about maybe 21 but he was mentally about 14 mm -hmm. and his carer came with him uh and, and nobody would, he used to have um epileptic fits any any form of stress would make him have a fit yeah playing playing pool he would have a fit if he if he was anything like that and he came to us and I thought, oh, this, mm, could be, this could be uh, hard work if there's a fit every time he stopped and you know he never had one fit well, all the time he trained yeah. I, I don't know why i don't know why nothing i did i don't think he just never had when he trained and he would fight and he would wrestle and, and in nothing uh, and it was amazing but tell him about the situation but when he, he phoned you up he um he would take absolutely if i showed him a technique as far as he was concerned that would work anywhere anytime okay and, uh, we'd been doing um Tomorrow uh, uh, yeah sacrifice throws one day yeah. and sweeps just the competition type uh, sweeps on the um and he rang me up this particular day and he said um he said there's three guys and they're, they're going to they're, they're trying to get me and i'm like well, what do you mean he says they're coming down the street now and they're going to get me what should i do i said just turn your phone off and, and go get gone before they get to you know don't yeah, let yeah. them get there and then phone goes dead and uh he, he, he rings me back he, he said it's okay I, i've sorted it out he said i swept one of them with this spinning sweep and uh sacrificed through the other one down down the main street in lancaster two techniques i would never have used in a street fight yeah. but he made them work <laughs> but he made them work for you cool that's what it's all about so fair enough so, yeah. yeah so he was yeah but yeah so it's so, but you have to know people's yeah. limits and, we, and him he was even though he was um sort of you know he had problems he was so strong it was unbelievable how strong he was yeah uh, and with another guy the same now and, and he's very similar unbelievably strong yeah but it but no coordination if you say run he'll fall over <laughs> so we have to adapt we have to adapt warm-ups if he's there because he can't do certain things and, and it's, it's just knowing you to do the but it works yeah. for him what he's doing it works Good. for him yeah so is it yeah. yeah perfect okay cool um have you seen a change in the industry then over the past you know 10 20 however many years do you think it's changed in certain areas do you think it's changed for the better changed for the worse um what's your thoughts on that i think it's definitely changed self-defense wise mm -hmm. i think up to 10 years ago it was how it had always been with us the blocks that yeah i think that was and then i think the likes of Russell and Scott, people like that came along and started changing it. And I think for the, well, definitely for the better. Yeah. And I think even a lot of the traditional styles now are, have realized that they have to adapt and, and apply it correctly now, the, the techniques they're doing. Well, even traditionally it's changed because uh, my 
my brother stayed training with the KGB, uh, whereas I left it uh, with the same people, Andy Sherry and that lot. And um, <clears throat> even cutters, there's, there's changes in the kicks, you know, what used to be a side thrust kick now is a kick into the air because whoever takes it on, whoever's teaching, changes it slightly for their for their best thing. So if, if they're not a side thrust kicker, but they can kick high in the air, all of a sudden the cutter, it's a kick high in the air. And a lot of, a lot of techniques have changed because he'll still come down and train with us and he'll say, oh no, Kathy, you do it like this now. And I think, oh, oh, right. Okay, uh, yeah. No, I'm not bothered about that because we should all train to our own strengths anyway. But yeah, even traditionally, I think a lot's changed. And, and obviously when Sportcratter came in, they probably thought that was a massive change from the tradition anyway. Yeah. Certainly the, the, the point system. Um, but I mean, you go with the flow and you, you go where you want to go. And if you want to stay with one particular type, well, there's no harm in that. Yeah. Uh, there's certainly a lot of politics in it these days that never seemed to be in it back in the day in the seventies. Yeah. Um, or maybe it's just more prevalent now because you've got things like Facebook and social absolutely. media. Everything's a bit more yeah. to the yeah, forefront, yeah. isn't it? We didn't have that yeah. kind of. 10, 20, businesses now. Anyway, it wasn't, yeah. they weren't all businesses. I mean, obviously they brought money in, but they weren't businesses like, like they are now, were they? Do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing, the term, the, like the idea of martial arts and business? Do they go hand in hand? Is it... I, I don't care. What, what I care about is not teaching something that doesn't work. I don't care about people adapting it to themselves. I don't care about... Um, you know, it depends what you want. Once over, I, I loved kata. Now it doesn't bother me at all. Mm -hmm. So what we want changes. What what bothers me is people passing techniques that work when you know fine well that they don't work. Yeah, that does, especially when people are paying money and trusting you to be yeah. passing on good. <clears throat> and standards are always going to be different, and I understand that. But personally, that that does. That does upset me that people are passing substandard work off if you're just doing it for your own fun and for your own pleasure and for your own fitness that's fine but passing it on as a working technique is wrong in my book yeah yeah, yeah definitely yeah cool okay um finish off then with them so what are some of your proudest moments do you think in martial arts over your whole careers um Obviously, getting your black belt is always a, yeah. the big one, isn't it? That's all you live for, isn't it? At the beginning, <laughs> getting to the black belt, isn't it? Um, I don't know, really. Um, I think getting my black belt with Russ was a huge, was huge a big, thing. A big privilege. Because he doesn't give them out willy-nilly. Yeah. Um, and then last year at the awards, we got the um, Club of the Year in the North. Perfect. Uh, Cathy was Woman of the Year. Um, yeah, well done. Yeah. So they were really big honours for us. Yes, great, fantastic. For me, I, I, I mean, you know, I'm not dissing it. I'm very proud of all that. But people can buy black belts, and you can. There's very much, you know, if I go to your seminar, you come to mine, and you recognise me, and then I'll recognise you. So that that not so much for me. I'm, I'm proud of Michael because he can still hold his own with 20 year olds. He can still do the best cutters, do the best fighting. 
he hasn't changed at all. And for somebody in his 60th year, I'm very proud of that. And I'm, yeah. and I'm proud of both of us for maintaining our standards and maintaining what we're capable of doing. Because a lot of people give up along the way, even in the 30s and 40s, they yeah. too old for it. Yeah. Well, as long as you keep, as long as you maintain your fitness, there's no reason why you can't continue it, bearing in mind your injuries and things. Yeah. Why shouldn't you continue? So I am actually proud of us for continuing and not giving up. Yeah, you should. Yeah. We've got a lot of a lot of people. I mean, Cathy did a like say when her sixtieth year did the boxing, yeah. and and everybody talks to you like it's some sort of like it's like, different, like it's amazing. But and and it is, but to us, that's normal, and it yeah. should be normal. It should be normal to everybody. Yeah, you shouldn't be like suddenly everybody gives up at thirty-five and forty years old and and doesn't do it anymore. It's retired. You just go and sit down in the house and do nothing. You should keep doing, keep moving, keep training. In some, don't have to train in martial arts, any training, any sort of, you know, fitness, resistance training. Yeah. And keep, that should be normal. You should be able to move around at 60, still the same. It's Unless you've got underlying conditions or injuries. However, we've been told, you know, you see students and, I, and they go, oh, I come back, you know, but I've got a bad back. We'll get it seen to and then come back yeah. or work round it. You know, the reason you've got a bad back could also be because you're not moving at all. Yeah. Get it diagnosed, perhaps get it fixed if you can. And if you can't, let's work on strengthening it up the best you can. Yeah. You've no reason to stop until you can't move anymore in anything, I don't think. Yeah. But maybe that's just us. <laughs> no, that's a good mentality, I think. That's awesome, yeah. And definitely, yeah, definitely a good thing, I think, for people. Um, yeah, it's too easy to pick up martial arts and drop them nowadays. And I think it's that pick up, put down mentality, isn't it? So it's good there to is, see yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, because I, and I do think you, and you know, I might annoy some people, but I don't care. You can easily get a black belt in a year. What's that about? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I've, I've had people training with us for a year, go to a different club, and all of a sudden the third done. How come? How come? <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that's not what we're after. When we say train, we mean train hard and keep pushing and keep looking for your weaknesses and keep looking for better people to train with all the time. That's yeah. what we're about, isn't it? Mm. Fantastic. All right, thank you very much then, guys. That was good. Okay. Thank you. Okay, thank you. cool. Right, thank you very much, guys. See you later. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.